Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob. Well, hello there and welcome in to this special U.S. Open edition of the 120th U.S. Open right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of the 1959 U.S. Open champion right here at famed winged foot. And you may have heard a little bit about Billy Casper winning and laying up on the par three third hole all four days and beating Bob Rosberg by a shot to hoist his first of two U.S. Open championships. He'd pick up another, defeating Arnold Palmer in 1966 at Olympic Club. We got a great show for you today. We're going to tell you how we got here to the weekend at Wingfoot for the 120th U.S. Open, where the leaders are, who's down the road, and uh, what we might expect in the final 36 holes. Troy Merritt, our good friend, uh, two-time winner on the PGA Tour, just sneaks in on the number. We'll make in the cut and first tee time on Saturday morning. We'll visit with Troy about his experience through 36 holes at Wingfoot. And Liguori, she is the golf correspondent for WFAN in New York. She'll join us as well, colleague of ours, and we spent many a major championship sitting along Radio Row with Ann. Uh, excited to visit with her and get her inside perspective, being one of the lucky few uh, from the media to be on site at Wingfoot. And then America's favorite caddy stops by on the back nine, hour number two as well. We're just getting started. This should be fun, and we welcome now Bob Casper joining me. And you know, Bob, uh, when you look at this, there was so much buildup, so much hype coming into this U.S. Open. Wingfoot, this is is now its sixth U.S. Open championship held. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate in most people's eyes of what a venue should look like for a U.S. Open championship. And then weren't we all surprised when Justin Thomas and 20 others went out and broke par and Thomas shooting a U.S. Open record at Wingfoot 65? Yeah, I, you know, we, we talked about this and we're excited. And the golf course looks like a U.S. Open golf course should look. But it was very tame in the first round. There wasn't a lot of wind. Um, in fact, there was actually no wind. And uh, and these guys these guys played it pretty good. Um, we saw balls backing up on greens. We saw pitch marks. Very unreminiscent of a U.S. Open championship. But I'll tell you what, round two, 
things changed. Game on. When that, when that north wind came up and those greens started drying out, like you said, game on. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be a fun weekend. More carnage continues. We're just getting started. We'll get into it all next. And then we'll uh, jump out and catch up with Troy. Find out uh, what it was like from a player's perspective inside the ropes at Wingfoot and Ligori joining us after that from WFAN in New York. Stay tuned. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. Well, what do you do with your rod? Break it down, hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded. Ready to fish. Find your river quiver at riversmith.com. To be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting, Callaway can't stop pushing the limits. That's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new Maverick irons. AI has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every Maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set, while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. How did we create our most advanced tour ball ever? We invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world. Inside and out, we've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new ChromeSoft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the second. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at OGO.com slash golf. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before now back to real golf radio with brian and bob all right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, 120th U.S. Open edition of the show, and it's brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter at the U.S. Open this week. In fact, number one at the last 18 
U.S. Opens. Uh, wow. more, more players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com, and uh, we appreciate you being with us. It has been some kind of ride. Uh, let's uh, start with how we got here, Bob, because, again, in that first round, we were all a little bit surprised. Very perfect conditions early. Players managing the challenge very well. Rough was impacting but not stopping players from advancing the ball to or near the green. In fact, we saw balls stopping on the green from... Um, from from the rough, and you know, there right. was also the shot of Tiger barely getting it airborne from the rough. But I'll tell you what, speaking of Tiger, um, the very first tee shot, Tiger hits driver up the left side, cuts it into the middle of the fairway, and he's short of JT's three-wood. And yeah. so you just sort of at that point in time realize, hey, you know what? You can is- strengthen old, old guys with <laughs> fused back. Well, uh, I mean, I'm saying father I'll, time's winning, man, and Tiger's I'll, not the Tiger I'll he used know. to be. Although, on his final hole, number number nine today, he hit he had a nice drive, got it up in the air, cut it slightly, and uh, he hit it three hundred and sixty two yards. All right, I'll give him that. So I'll give him that downwind though, right? It might have been, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we saw Patrick Reed make a hole in one on seven in the first round. Uh, we saw Tony. Uh, at one of two, that's right. We yes. saw Tony Fina call a penalty on himself, and then the USGA overturned it after yep. video review. I mean, is this 2020 or what? We got the USGA overturning penalties, not adding penalties from video. <laughs> uh, you know, setting up the golf course, uh, very gettable. And I, I'll look, I'm, I'm going to buy this one, Bob. You know, a lot of times it's like, I'm not buying it. I'm buying this one. They realized that they had a time problem. They had a daylight issue. So they set the golf course up a little more gettable in the first to keep people moving along. Bodenhammer saying, according to Golf Channel sources, that everybody feels like they can win the U.S. Open on the first day. And so yeah. players are grinding. But on the second day, once you've already gone out and shot a bad score, you realize you're going to be down the road anyway. Might as well just get this thing finished and move on. And that's when they strengthened it up. They wanted to make sure that they kept the uh, golf course U.S. Open-esque as it should be. Uh, and Integrity. again, yeah. it's it's a unique situation playing this time of year as opposed to in June when you have oodles of daylight and you can go ahead and let them suffer all four rounds. You buying so, it? And- Are you buying that? Uh, yeah, I okay. think that's I think that's a great depiction of what they said. Uh, the 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 grounds crew was livid with the way the golf course was set up the first in the first round. Twenty one guys shoot under par in the first round. You threw this stat out to me yesterday. Yeah, in the last five years, in the first round, no, no, the last five eight, U.S. Opens at Wingfoot. Yes, last five. Oh, last five U.S. Opens at Wingfoot. Yeah. Okay. Only seventeen rounds under par and there were 21 yesterday that's right or or in the first round yeah thursday so um yeah it, it was gettable uh guys understood that they needed to uh that they needed to to play well because of the conditions that it was because you know the further you get along in a u.s open it's going to be more difficult um and with the forecast the weather forecast with those winds being around 15 miles an hour and the wind coming from the north then it was going to be a lot tougher. Phil Mickelson got off to a horrible start. There was many who hoped, really. Um, no, he got off to a good start. Well, okay, okay, fair enough. He did birdie the first two holes. You're right. Let yes, me, he did. I forgot. Um, let me. <laughs> you're right. He did birdie the first two. But after that, 
<laughs> if he could have just walked away and grabbed an Amstel light and sat in the woods while everybody else played, like he does on that commercial, then maybe, maybe it would have been okay. But yeah, Mickelson, 79 plus nine. I mean, he finished DFL and uh, he had 37. DFL. He had oh, 37 perfect. putts. I, I should say in putting. He was dead last in putting. Yes. Uh, yes. Two birdies, nine bogeys, and a double. He beat one player, Bob. He wasn't DFL. Yes. He beat one player, an amateur from Australia. I mean, it's yes. uh, you Lucas know what, Michael. It, it's a sad story, actually. I you think about it, and Phil's down the road. He's missed the cut, and that's probably his last U.S. Open round. I would guess. I, I you know, not, but it might not be because if he goes out and wins the U.S. Senior Open, then he's automatically exempt to play in the regular U.S. Open. You know what? Thank you, because uh, you, you're. Ex- I was trying to think of the scenarios. Maybe he makes it to the Tour Championship. <laughs> I'm think, trying to think of all these ways he could get in. You're right. That, that Now, that is one I can buy. I do think he could. <laughs> wouldn't that be something if he could reel off six U.S. Senior Opens to yeah. make up for his six runners-up in the there U.S. Open? Okay. There but, you go. But the Disney ending that we all wondered, I don't think we expected it, but we kind of wondered, you know, Yep. Maybe there'll be some magic. There was no magic, unfortunately, for Phil Mickelson. Tiger Woods also down the road. He was grinding from the get-go. Had a few flashes of brilliance, but for the most part, I thought I thought Tiger struggled uh, at the U.S. Open, and he's now missed three or four U.S. Yeah. Open cuts. Yeah, where, where he turned the corner, uh, even going to the last two holes on 17 and 18 in the first round, he makes bogey at 17 and then finishes with a double bogey on 18. Uh, he also had a double bogey on 18 in the second round. So when when things like that, when you finish off your round with bogey, double bogey, and shoot three over par, things aren't looking good for probably uh, a, a second round score. Now, that brings us to the leaderboard as it sits. When you take a look at this, and, and when everyone was trying to cue up exactly what they thought might happen, I don't think anyone was saying, hey, I think this is going to be a, uh, this is going to go down to Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau uh, battling it out in the final group at the U.S. Open. Well, it's the final group on a Saturday, four under par for Reed, three under par for DeChambeau. Uh, there are only six players under par after 36 holes. Uh, Interesting duo, uh, to say the least, Bob. Not the most popular of players, but nonetheless, some good, good playing. Yeah, not well-liked by their peers, no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Reed won the 2020 World Golf Championships, Mexico Championship. Guess who he edged as runner-up? I think I remember. Bryson DeChambeau. Interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Well, we'll talk more about this. Coming up next, Troy Merritt will join us at the conclusion of his second round. We'll get his take on 36 holes at Wingfoot. And good for Troy. He's got 36 more to play as we continue right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here, U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. And we head out to Wingfoot right now and uh, really pleased to welcome our good friend. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. Made the weekend at Wingfoot in the 120th U.S. Open. Doing it in the dark. Needed some headlights to finish out there. Troy Merritt joining us right now. Hey, Troy, how are you, man? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me back on. I am doing all right. A little wore out, but uh, happy to be playing golf the next couple of days. Yeah, uh, we had just were talking, and uh, we said it was fun to watch you finish. Uh, didn't It wasn't so fun out there for players, huh? Uh, no, <laughs> is the short <laughs> answer to that one. <laughs> uh, no, it's... Uh, we had, I think the north wind out there is uh, the toughest wind on that golf course. It was a little bit out of the southwest or, or pretty calm round in second, third, and fourth rounds. It'll be out of the north, so you won't see uh, any more scores uh, in the mid-60s out there, I don't imagine. Can you contrast the two days? I mean, how different? Obviously, we see it in the scoring average, almost three shots, but, I mean, how different did that golf course play from Thursday to Friday? 
You know, on, on a scale out of one to ten, I think I flipped Thursday, even though it was pretty, you know, benign and still receptive. It is still wing foot with some really heavy, rough, firm and fast fairways and greens. I, you know, I had it at a, a pretty good seven. Uh, we threw that north wind in there today, and you know, the greens firmed up, and I put it easily at a uh, at an eight and a half. You know, push nine, and I'm sure we'll get to to ten and ten plus over the weekend here. So. Um... One of the things that I noticed was in the first round, the ball's making ball marks and uh, and you could hit shots out of the rough and it seemed like <clears throat> the greens were holding. But one of the things I saw on the broadcast today is that the greens are starting to look like U.S. Open greens now. You still you still got those those green spots, but there's a lot of those those darker spots where it looks like the the grass is really becoming stressed out. Yeah, the, uh, the the course changed uh, throughout even our round uh, in the afternoon. You know, we, we left a couple ball marks on the on the first nine, um, and then on the second nine, actually, uh, I didn't find a couple ball marks. Uh, they are starting to brown out a little bit, taking some pretty good little bounces. Uh, the rough is the rough is much more playable in the afternoon when there's no moisture in it. Uh, you know, I was able to get a seven iron, six iron on on the ball pretty cleanly. Uh, this afternoon. Now it didn't go as far as, you know, a seven iron six iron usually go, but just to be able to get, you know, decent contact on it, watch it run down the fairway, 160, 70, 80 yards is um, much more manageable uh, in the afternoon, the morning uh, when it, when it's all wet and <laughs> you're just hoping to get a wedge back in the fairway. You really are. Troy Merritt joining us here from Wingfoot in the 120th U.S. Open. So can you kind of take us through the golf course a little bit? When, when you're looking at this and putting a game plan, Are there is there a stretch of holes? I've heard it said that maybe 6 through 11, you know, you got a little bit more of an opportunity than, than some of the other, the, the rest of the golf course. Is, in your mind, as, as, as you play it, are there, is there an easy spot on the golf course? You know, after I played uh, my uh, all 18 holes in a practice round, I was trying to figure out why I was there since most of the holes dogleg right to left and my shot shape does not go right to left. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a challenge from the get-go. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you. You know, 6 through 11, uh, you kind of try to give yourself uh, birdie looks on each of those holes. And you've got a short, you know, semi-drivable par 4 on 6, a little 9-iron on 7. It's a nice hole for me. It, it dogleg's pretty hard left to right, and I've gone ahead and played in two over so far. And then you've got a downwind par five where you can get a mid to long iron in your hands, and can you just kind of get in the middle of the green and want to make par? It's a long par three, and then yeah, eleven is just a, a long iron and, and then a short iron or wedge and a par four, and and then you move into six hundred forty yard par five, then dead into that north wind with a ribbon of a fairway, and it plays like seven hundred yards, and it's the longer if you don't find the fairway, so. Uh, yeah, there's a, a little bit of give, you know, in the middle of the round, but uh, you still have to hit high quality golf shots if you want to give yourself a uh, birdie look. You got to pay attention. <laughs> Thank, that was a perfect analysis, but you got to pay attention <laughs> closely to Troy because he'll throw the self deprecation in there, and you, you so the subtly, cheek, yeah, so subtly, you don't even, you might not even pick <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's second nature, but I think I've even gone past that now. <laughs> so okay, so. So uh, when my dad won there in 1959, um, he laid up on the third hole, four rounds in a row, hit a five iron down short of the green, and then pitched it up and made three pars. Uh, did you did you think about doing that at all during the tournament, or or uh, you just firing at the flag? 
Well, I had a, on Monday when I first uh, when I first played it. It was two sixty into a cold north wind. I had a perfect club. I hit driver, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I hit it whole high. I hit it whole high eighteen feet. <laughs> but uh, I did hit five iron yesterday, but it was downwind. Um, I short sided myself and ended up making a really nice uh, ten footer for par. And it was two iron today, and and I went ahead and whacked it up there, and I short sided myself again and, and two putter for bogey. Um, you know, the the problem is, is uh, the fairway. I mean, that, it, it's still a good, nice little layup up there. I mean, it's not like it's a, a big uh, area in which you get you yeah. know, right in front of the green, kind of crowned in the front. And, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you do have a decent chance to make par from the front of that green. But uh, by all by all means, it's no gimme, uh, that's for sure. So, uh, But I started laughing, actually, today. Uh, from 2, 3, 4, 5, all of our approach shots were between 220 and 225. That is just not conducive to making birdies out there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, look, you. I, I was just looking at your, your your stats here, and driving distance, you're 296. That's 110th in the field. The field average is 309. So, I mean, we're talking about a difference of, seven, you know, what, 12, 12, 12 yards. I mean, it's not, not huge. But uh, at the same time, you know, y- you're not short, and you're still coming in with that. I mean, that, that's a, it's just a beast of a golf course. Well, and, and, and I will say that, uh, you know, if you slide in the rough, it goes nowhere. So, you know, let's say it's, you know, 275 to 285 when I hit it in the rough, and it's more like 310 to 320 once you get it running down that fairway for me. So yeah. it's just a, a huge difference when you can hit it in the fairway. And, you know, it was it was 227 out of the left rough on two. Uh, number three was playing 222. I was in the fairway. I played conservative off four. I hit two iron. I still had 225 in. And then I hit it in the fairway bunker on five, and I still had two twenty-five inch in the fairway bunker. So it wasn't like they were all in the fairway. So that just added uh, just some more stress. So Tiger earlier in the week said um, Oakmont and Wingfoot are the two toughest U.S. Open venues, um, and he doesn't know which one to play f- place first. Um, have you had a chance to play Oakmont and now Wingfoot, or just Wingfoot? No, nope, just wing foot. Uh, my only other U.S. Open appearance was at Aaron Hills, and uh, I would I would rather play uh, wing foot, but I'm going to get my head beat in at wing foot for sure. So how do you well, then? How do you attack it, Troy? Troy Merritt joining us. I mean, you made the cut, right? There's a lot of players that you know maybe hit it further than you or are hitting more fairways than you, but you you know you're you're putting well. I, I can say that. But what is it about? I mean. How did you go about uh, maintaining your composure and plodding your way around to, to get to the weekend? You know, that's just it. I was thinking about it after the round today. You know, even though we had three bogeys and a double yesterday and seven bogeys today, uh, you can't get frustrated. You can't get down on yourself because that's when the even bigger numbers come in. You, you forget what you're doing out there and and you start making even bigger mistakes and all of a sudden, you know, you know, a couple, three, four, five bogeys in a row, you know, throwing a double as well and, and things are out of hand in a hurry. So I, my, my goal, honestly, it was to, to get myself at least or at worst a par putt on every hole. Um, and I've done that, uh, you know, almost all but one. I was chipping for par in one hole yesterday, the one I made double on. But, uh, you know, that, that, that was the game plan. You know, if I miss the fairway, either have to back out into the fairway or take it down around the front, have a par putt. And, you know, I'm going to make a few. I'm going to miss a few. Keep, you know, plotting on to that next hole. Bogies aren't terrible out here. Just stay away from the doubles and, and the bigger numbers. And and so far, we've been able uh, 
been able to do that fairly well. I mean, Wingfoot's going to win this week. It's just how it is. You just have to try to um, get in a cheap shot every now and then. So tell us about the greens. Tell, uh, as far as this, the set of greens for this major championship, the slopes in them, the undulation and that kind of thing, um, what what your feelings are about those? Uh, they are uh, there are some greens out there that are definitely uh, they rival if not make Augusta look pretty tame. Uh, you know, you talked off first hole. How you can design a, a green like that? It is just uh, it is it is borderline unfair. It's such a massive green, and they can only put the pin in about three or four spots. It's unbelievable. I mean, you saw guys today, you know, having uphill putts from forty feet, and they were chipping it past the hole and having to come back down the slope. Right. I think Kadecki might have might have made it. So uh, they're not all like that. That's that's definitely the most severe. But uh, you know, there are a lot of false fronts out here. You know, some of them can come back 30, 40, even fifty yards, and and then you're in a world of hurt from there. So, uh, like I said, the, the game plan, uh, the game plan was give tough par look on every hole. Uh, try not to short side yourself, but uh, that hasn't worked out too well. Because uh, these greens, I mean, if you get in the fairway, that's not even half the battle for the hole. It's only one shot. You still have, you know, three or four more just to give yourself uh, a decent crack of making a par. And, you know, the greens are, um, they're tough, man. They are tough. I've, I've played some uh, some tough greens uh, in my career, and, and these would rank right up there for sure. Troy Merritt joining us. How many flags did you actually shoot at in 36 holes? How many flags? Yeah, how many flags uh, did you actually go at? Uh, well, if we take out uh, the 29 times I hit it in the rough off the tee and we're trying to hit two irons off the par threes, uh, I mean, we're talking maybe half a dozen. Uh, you know, you're just uh, really just trying to get it in there below the hole, um, you know, put it up there if it goes in, great, but, but tap in for par and just move on to the next and try to do the same thing on the next hole. And, um, you know, the flag is um, it's irrelevant on a lot of these holes because you can get it you know, fairly close on some of them by using slopes away from the flag and the only way you can get to them. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, mine is more, more par putts hopefully on uh, the next two rounds and, and try not to make first. What do you expect on the weekend as far as the course condition, that kind of thing? And what do you think uh, is going to be a, a good final winning score? Well, with that north wind that's going to continue to blow the next two days, uh, were, were there three guys under par today? Yeah. So um, I, I don't expect, you know, too many more than that for the next two days. But if, if you can just, you know, if, if I had plus six, you'd even par for the next two days. Then at 249 right now, I, you know, I, I'm guessing we could sneak in a top 15 or 20. I still think the winning score will be between even and two over. Uh, but uh, let's have to see. I mean, we're talking about the best players in, in the world trying to win our, our national open. So, you know, their games rise to the next level. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody finished under par, but I still think that it'll be an over par winner. Yeah, I'm thinking you went even par. You might top ten. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it, it could be that bad for sure. Uh, well, you shot 72, 74, Troy. The first two rounds, you played a lot of golf during the COVID t- downtime with some of your buddies back in Boise at your at your country club, and they were bragging about taking money off you here and there. Uh, well, best club, best player at your club. What do they shoot through 36 holes that you just experienced at Wingfoot? Uh, my buddies or the club champ, uh, club champ, he could probably go around here. 
he, you know, he could shoot a mid eighty, but he could also pile off a one hundred and five pretty quickly. That's <laughs> it's a twenty shot disparity. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love interesting. That. And finally, before we let you go, um, Eddie Pepperell and your uh, your group they stepped aside to let you finish since you were the only one that had the shot to uh, play the weekend. Uh, that that guy's pretty funny. Did you guys uh, talk much, or is was he quiet on the golf course? You know, that was very professional of what uh, Eddie and Sammy did on that last, you know, let me finish out, uh, trying to get those two putts in, and uh, as the light was fading and, and make the cut. Um, no, I didn't get a, a chance to talk to Eddie too much, uh, typically because he had this low left shot going and I had a high right shot going, and we are trying to figure out just uh, how to keep one foot in the other going down, or in front of the other going down the hole, so... Not a whole lot of banter, unfortunately, but it'd be nice to play with him again, that's for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's a pretty funny chap. So, hey, Troy, yep. thanks so much for uh, taking some time to, to share with us. Again, congrats on making the cut. Best of luck on the weekend, man. Go get him. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. I'd take even far right now if you give it to me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, I'm, Troy. absolutely. All right, thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. There you go. Troy Merritt joining us here. Two-time winner on the PGA Tour, playing the weekend at the 120th U.S. Open at Wingfoot. We'll take a short break. More of the show continues next. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. 
Get custom fit from Matory X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Okay, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, a U.S. Open edition at Wingfoot. And, uh, of course, we're excited to uh, look at U.S. Open at Wingfoot and think back on Bob's dad's win back in 1959. And certainly, Bob, is your, your dad's getting a lot of mention. Uh, I think one he of the is best, getting a lot of mentions. One of yep. the best things he could have done for his legacy was lay up on that par three, darn it. Yeah. Um, of course, had he not gone on to win, then he would have just been teased about laying up on a yeah, par three. Yeah, he laid up on the par three and he only won by one. Yeah, so glad it worked out for him but uh, let's get a little inside perspective we'll go out to wingfoot and uh one of our uh media contemporaries who sits with us normally or we sit with with her she's uh, fortunate enough to be able to be on site this week at wingfoot for the 120th u.s open she's the golf correspondent for wfan in new york and Ligori, our good friend and how are you I'm fine, guys. Good to hear from you, and I miss you both. Ah, you're so nice. I think last <laughs> you are time, so nice. I think last year when we got together, you gave me a pair of sunglasses. I was wearing them today, by the way. So uh, thank you very the much. Peak vision. Yeah. Yes, I always have goodies for you guys. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it is very, very strange because you know, just counting the the number of media in the media tent. I can't even tell you that, that there's more than maybe, I don't know, 25 people in there. Mm. And, um, you know, walking around Wingfoot, it's just a glorious piece of property and just such a historic golf course, as you know. And just walking around, though, with nobody on the golf course with the players and, you know, a couple of volunteers from the USGA, it is just eerie. It is so strange. But, um, you know, a very unique experience. Uh, I'm just grateful that the U.S. Open is, is happening. You know, it's it, normally in June. They, they postponed it to this week. And, and for, for months, nobody really knew if the USGA was really going to pull it off. Because, you know, Mamaroneck in Westchester, where Wingfoot is located, is a neighboring town to New Rochelle. And New Rochelle was the epicenter for the pandemic for months. So it was a very kind of touch and go situation for, for a long time. And as, as you remember, the USGA was kind of quiet. We didn't know anything. Where were they going to have it? If they were going to have it, will there be spectators? And really just announced, um, you know, what, a couple months ago that there would be no spectators. So um, we're grateful that they're, they're, they've organized it and they're hosting it. The show must go on. But it is very strange without a lot of people on the golf course. And I wanted to ask you about that. So obviously, you know, New York, very hard hit with the pandemic. And it's been certainly a surreal and interesting year. But specifically in New York, and, you know, the fact that I'm missing being out there, I have not been on an airplane since December, which is the largest air travel drought in probably 30 years for me. But uh, my, 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 how it, how is it received? How, how has it been? And how is it now? And is there is there a feeling of 
relief that there's some sports going on. I mean, I know the Yankees and Mets have been playing and, you know, you got football going again and, and, and having a major championship. Like, is this, is this good? Is it a bit of a relief? Is it a bit of a, a boost, uh, morale boost for people in the New York area? Or do many of them sit back and wonder why this kind of thing is even happening at this time? No, I think it's a big boost. We needed this. Obviously, everybody was excited that baseball was back, you know, the Yankees and the Mets, and, and now, you know, hockey and, and basketball. This is a passionate sports town. So I think, you know, the whole country needed sports to get started again. And, you know, golf has been at the forefront, you know, with getting back. The PGA Tour months ago kind of led the way and got all the governing bodies together on conference calls and, and, and everybody was able to agree to this grand schedule, not only the PGA, but the LPGA as well. And so it's been a great boost and really golf has uh, been at the forefront of it in the sports world. And we've experienced a resurgence in golf. As you guys probably know, yeah. more and more people are playing golf. Parents are going out with their kids. It's hard. You know, you can't get book, time, book tea times anymore because, they're, they're sold out. It's, uh, it's one of the only sports that you can do social distancing. So in a kind of ironic way, golf has uh, benefited during this crazy time. And uh, more and more people are playing. And, and diehard golf fans, I'm sure the ratings on uh, NBC for this U.S. Open are going to be strong. You know, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that it's weird kind of being on the golf course. There's not a lot of people around, um, just, you know, volunteers and the players, basically, so to speak. Um, one of the things that 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 New Yorkers are known for is being I, I, everybody talks about raucous crowds and stuff like that. And I think the players miss that. I think they miss coming to New York and playing in front of New Yorkers um, and uh, and 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 getting the vibe and getting the excitement that goes along with that, especially in a major championship. Um, your thoughts about, about the fans in New York city. Definitely. Tiger even, um, talked about that during the press conference, you know, earlier in the week, he said he definitely misses the fans. And I don't know if you saw on NBC, but they showed footage of him in different majors when, you know, he did a, had a great putt and he was pumping, his arms and his fists and the crowd was going, the spectators are going wild and he thrives off that, that energy. And, you know, so does Phil Mickelson still plays for the spectators. And I think most of the players really do miss having spectators there unless perhaps, you know, they're, they're at a major championship for the first time and they're a little inexperienced and they might be a little more nervous. But I think the players, especially in New York, they thrive on, on the loud, you know, crazy New York, you're just so passionate about golf. And so it, it's really missed here for sure. So Ann, uh, Ann Liguori, uh, WFAN in New York, joining us here on Real Golf Radio from Wingfoot. What is your take on what you've seen so far? It was a bit of a tale of two days, wasn't it, where you had a 65 and 21 players break par and then, boy, a low of 68 and only two or three breaking par and a lot of carnage, a lot of people going the other way. Wingfoot definitely struck back. The weather had a little bit to do with that. Golf course had a lot to do with that. Uh, and uh, as it stands at the halfway point, Patrick Reed, I'm not sure that he was on many of our radar, but what do you think of what we've seen so far? How, give, us a, give us sort of the, the feel on the ground. Well, the wind blew from the north, and the players' scores went south. <laughs> that's, that's what happened uh, in, in round two for sure. I mean, Wingfoot 
finally showed his teeth in the second round. The first round was just just unusually mild, right? There was no wind whatsoever. The pin placements were not in difficult locations like they were today. So, yes, we're seeing two different days, and this is obviously more typical of the winged foot that we know, and you know what the scores have been in the past. Uh, you know, there were every major uh, U.S. Open at winged foot. The scores have been over par significantly, and in round one, you had 21 players under par. So it just showed how it's just extremely different it was on Thursday. But look, Patrick Reed, yeah, you know, who picked Patrick Reed? I mean, he's the 2018 Masters champion, but the guy, he can scramble. And he showed how sharp his short game is, you know, scrambling out of the bunker and and out of the the rough. And he he looked great. And then obviously ending with that par, that birdie on the par five ninth, his last hole, to kind of grab the momentum and to grab the sole lead at four under. So. I think uh, he he could continue to play really well this weekend. I mean, he only found five of 14 fairways off the tee. It showed you just how great of a scrambler he really is. And then, of course, Bryce and DeChambeau, one shot behind, he had played earlier in the day and was only one of three players who shot under par for the day. And you could imagine how he was smiling um, all afternoon from you know being three under for the championship in the clubhouse watching all these players struggle and kind of drop back. And boy, that eagle that DeChambeau had on the par five mm. nine, that was huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His drive was what, 380 yards? Yeah. Yeah, a little driver <laughs> pitching wedge to a par five at Wingfoot. Yeah. No big deal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I think uh, it's quite interesting to, to, you know, to see what uh, what we're seeing here. JT hung in there. He's two on, He's only two shots back, even though he struggled at plus three on Friday. But yeah. um, And then to see the guys who didn't make the cut. You know, I mean, a lot of great players did not make the cut. The defending champion is gone. Gary Woodland, Tiger, obviously, done. Phil Mickelson went home. Jordan Spieth. But just, just uh, this course got the best of some, some great players. Yeah, and and uh, you know um, the cha- the this year's champion of of uh, the PGA Championship is down the road too. Um, you know he was That's inside right. the cut at one point, and uh, and and now he's gone too. But you know, speaking about the golf course, and Brian it said in the two days, and and you saying that uh, you know uh, Wingfoot is now showing itself as as the the major championship um, venue for a U.S. Open that everybody expected. Um, there was a report earlier by Xander Shoffley, and he talked about um, how a, his caddy had sent him a tweet saying that the grounds crew, crew at um, at Wingfoot was livid the way the golf course was portrayed in the first day, that that the setup was too easy uh, with with the no, no wind conditions, the pins were in accessible spots, and the amount of guys that shot under par. Um, it, it had they had to be much happier. Uh, with what happened today. Oh, definitely. And then I heard something from the golf channel. I don't know if you heard this as to why perhaps the USGA set it up so easy the first day. And it had to do something with, you know, reducing the, the daylight, obviously in September compared to June. And they just wanted to get everybody, they wanted to get everybody out on the course and, and see how they'd, you know, just keep keep it moving, keep play moving. They didn't want to kill everybody the first day in fear that it would prolong, you know, the, the rounds and go beyond um, light. 
So interesting reasonings. I'm not sure if that's true, but I did hear that on the Golf Channel. Well, John Bodenheimer, uh, yeah, on the Golf Channel was uh, was quoted as having said that uh, in the first on the first day, everybody thinks they can win the U.S. Open, but by the second round, people know who's going down the road, so they'll go <laughs> ahead and just play and get out of the way and, and make sure that they finish uh, when they know that they're not going to be making the cut or contending. So maybe yeah, there's something to a that. Lot easier, yeah, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Well, Ann, what what do you think if uh, if we gave you a do over, gave you a, a chance to pick at the halfway point? Is there is there one player that uh, stands out to you above the rest right now as far as uh, who might be hoisting that trophy come Sunday afternoon? That's interesting because I did originally pick DJ and mm. he's at plus three for, you know, overall for the championship. So I don't think he's going to make any enough noise this weekend to do it. But um, boy, a, a do-over pick for the weekend. Wow, it's tough. I mean, I just think Patrick Reed, if he can just maintain, he just is such a good scrambler and he has such an amazing short game. Let me just make it easy on everybody and I'll go with Patrick Reed, although any number of these guys can, can you know, can win. So it's going to be a great weekend of golf for sure. And having said that, do you think it's going to be under par or over par that's going to win the championship eventually? Oh, I definitely think it's going to be over par. I don't think that uh, they've seen this golf course at full strength yet. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to really show its teeth this weekend. So I do feel that the uh, winning score will be over par, one or two perhaps over par, but still over par. All right, Ann, as always, we appreciate it. It's so great to hear your voice and uh, all good, good work on, on all the shows and uh, the reports and everything you do with WFAN and, and other affiliates uh, around the country. Uh, good to visit with you, and congrats on being able to be out there. We're jealous, and uh, we'll look for this thing to play out. It should be a fun weekend. Well, who are you guys picking? Uh, you know what? I, I like Xander Schauffele from the beginning, and I think he's in a good position. Uh, I, 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 look, look, you look at the guys at even par at plus one, plus two. I look at Tony Finau at plus two. If Tony Finau at plus two shoots even on the weekend, you know, he probably wins. And that's why I think, you know, even your pick at Dustin Johnson, I think, is still yeah. in play. I think DJ yeah. can shoot one under on the weekend. I think he could shoot even and still win on the weekend. So, uh, there, Rory's, I mean, there's a lot of really, really solid players in there. And and yet you're right, uh, Patrick Reed. He kind of you know those guys. He's a four under. He's got a lot of insurance. And if he goes out and shoots you know two rounds of even par, that's plenty. He could probably shoot seventy two, seventy two, and uh, and win at even par, no problem. So it a little bit depends on how Patrick plays, but um, I, I I do think there's a lot of more players than normal uh, that are in play because of the difficulty of the golf course. And my pick's I Justin agree Thomas. With you. My pick's Justin yeah, Thomas. Oh, yeah, JT's right in there. Yeah, anything can happen, as you guys know, on the weekends. And, and with this difficulty and the, and the conditions, whew, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Ann. We always appreciate it. Great to visit with you. Thanks so much. There you go, Ann Ligori. She's a golf correspondent for WFAN in New York, and uh, she's at all the major championships. She does a great job, not just with golf, but with all sports, and very kind of her to spend some time with us here on our U.S. Open show on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Show continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This 
is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway and the all-new Great Big Bertha B21. Check out the Big Bertha B21 lineup of drivers, hybrids, fairway woods, irons at CallawayGolf.com. Bob, as we close out our number one, sometimes t- stats tell a story. Sometimes they don't tell the whole story. What stands out to you when you look at those stats? You know, I, I asked Troy Merritt just a few minutes ago about uh, about the green complexes and, and, and the slopes and all that kind of thing. My dad in 1959, he had 117 putts for the 72 holes. 114 putts, excuse me, for the 72 holes. Patrick Reed through two rounds has 50 putts total. He's averaging 25 putts per round. That blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. That's already seven putts fewer than your dad had through 36 holes. Yep, that's correct. And your dad only had one three putt, and it came on the 10th green on Sunday. 
So in the final round, I'll tell you what you keep putting like that, Bryson or Patrick. Uh, look out! All right, that'll do it for hour number one of Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. The back nine, including the caddies, next. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi again pressing Republicans on producing a new coronavirus-related stimulus package. House Democrats want a heftier bill than Senate Republicans in the White House have offered. Pelosi telling reporters this morning no one in the U.S. is safe unless everyone is safe and also accused many Republicans of having contempt for science. Pelosi also said at that same briefing, no one can deny the link between climate change and ongoing Western wildfires. This wildfire, the the assault on nature, Mother Nature's statement, do something about this. Meanwhile, a firefighter has died battling the El Dorado fire in California's San Bernardino National Forest. The firefighter had been reported missing late yesterday. His body was found today. This is USA Radio News. We all have health goals, but let's face it. You are living in some fantasy world if you think you are suddenly about to start eating better. In fact, have you thought of this? How many different servings of fruit have you eaten today? How many servings of vegetables? And sorry, Dad, French fries and ketchup don't count. The experts recommend eating over 10 servings of fruits and vegetables each day. That's where Balance of Nature comes in. With three fruit and three veggie capsules, Balance of Nature gives you all your daily recommended servings and contains 31 different fruits and vegetables. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Change your life now by calling 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Hurricane Sally caused at least $29 million in damage to just one Florida county. And nearly 400,000 customers are still without power because of the storm in Mississippi, Alabama, and in parts of Florida. They're still trying to reach people trapped by the storm in Mississippi and in Alabama. The remnants of the storm have now moved off the East Coast. An Instagram user is suing Facebook for spying on her and others by accessing cameras on their phones even when the app's not in use. Popular Chinese apps TikTok and WeChat will be banned from app stores here in the United States beginning on Sunday. The Trump administration says it will ban all transactions and downloads of the two most popular social media apps used in China, saying that those Chinese-owned apps create unacceptable risks to U.S. national security. And this is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. 
The mayor of Portland, Oregon, taking another tool away from his city police. And USA Radio's John Hunt explains. After reaching their 114th day of mostly violent protest in the city of Portland, Mayor Ted Wheeler has taken another tool away from the police to protect the local citizens. Effective immediately, I'm directing the Portland Police Bureau to end the use of CS gas for crowd control. I commend the preliminary work that the Oregon State Legislature has done to evaluate the use of gas and what safer alternatives may exist that prevent the need for greater force. Over the last 114 days, Antifa groups and other protesters have continued to destroy local businesses with arson, looting, and graffiti, forcing many to shut down permanently. Portland police stations have been hijacked. Federal buildings, including the ICE office and Mark Hatfield Federal Courthouse, have been set on fire on numerous occasions. And police officers have been attacked with bricks, frozen water bottles, and Molotov cocktails, all while Governor Kate Brown and Mayor Wheeler demand that federal troops not get involved with no end in sight to the almost daily riots. I'm John Hunt. And Burger King is now revealing what's exactly in its Whopper. The recipe is right on the wrapper. They've printed the ingredients saying they want to point out that the burger is all natural, meaning no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine. The finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks to Ann Ligori from WFAN in New York, as well as Troy Merritt, who uh, made the cut on the number. He'll be going first out uh, this morning in round number three of the 120th U.S. Open. Still to come here on the back nine, we're going to welcome the caddy in, and the three of us are going to just rap a little bit about uh, the first couple of uh, days and what we have seen and what we expect to take place this yeah. weekend. And uh, that's one of my favorite things. We just get the caddy get 
to get going, uh, man, it's hard to stop him, right? I mean, he just uh, has some great insights, some great information. And so far, Bob, it has been a tale of two days. We have mm-hmm. seen 65 by Justin Thomas in round number one. And then, boy, you turn around and what a difference a day makes, huh? I mean, uh, JT from 65 to 73, he sits at two under par, tied for third, and is two shots behind Patrick Reed. A shot back of Bryson DeChambeau, who will be in the final group on Saturday. You know, of all the picks that we had, I think you and I, we came down to DJ, Xander, and Justin Justin Thomas. Thomas. Those are sort of our three guys. And, you know, DJ not able to capitalize in day number one. That was maybe one of the bigger surprises. But he did in day two. By shooting even par, he capitalized because there were only three rounds under par uh, on day two, yesterday, Friday. Uh, a 68 by Bryson DeChambeau with an eagle on the fi- on his final hole, and then uh, two one under par rounds by um, Hideki Matsuyama and Bubba Watson. So um, we went from 21 in round one to only three in round two. Mm, yeah, well, that's what can happen when you tuck the pins a little bit, firm up those greens, and yep. uh, introduce some wind there yep. at Wingfoot. Were you disappointed in the first round? Were you were you were you bummed to see Wingfoot being um, sort of overpowered by some of these guys seeing 65, 66s, 68s? Um, I was disappointed because I didn't – I it, it that golf course, to my memory, is not a golf course that you see those types of scores on. And um, once I realized that the greens were soft enough, uh, once I realized where the pin positions were – um, these guys are too good. You can't hold them back, and they will. They will. Um, they will go after it. In fact, yesterday when we were talking with the caddy, um, uh, just just rapping and talking back and forth, he said he said it looked like a corporate outing setup in the first round, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, well, it wasn't that after the second round on no. Friday. We'll talk more about it coming up next, and uh, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy. Thanks for joining us, Brian and Bob, with you right here on Real Golf Radio. How did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best-performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment enhancing triple track technology. So you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You might remember our supercomputer. 
That number-crunching golf junkie that harnessed its AI brilliance to create flash fades. A technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver. Well, after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing, we gave it a new challenge. To design faces for the number one irons in golf. So our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Boom! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of player. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer... It's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. This ball changes everything. Check out CallawayGolf.com. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and there is very few weeks in golf that are more fun for the caddy, and that's U.S. Open Week. Caddy, how are you, man? Oh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy just watching it all unfold at Wingfoot. You weren't happy after you, you weren't happy Thursday night. We had a little rap session on the couch. Three of us just hooked up for a little chat, and and that was fun. In fact, I thought we should have recorded that and posted it up on our site because yeah. there was some good stuff going on there. But you, you you didn't like the way it started. Some things are just better left unsaid. <laughs> hey, that's that's pretty good if you're going for a bolter. I think, uh, no, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I like a few other people felt like, um, things were a little, little too easy on, on Thursday, a little too easy. Now, granted, I mean, it's still, it's always a hard, difficult golf course, but you know, I, I'm Mr. T this week. I'm, I'm looking for some pain. That's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm Hannibal Lecter just, you know, taking this all in and, and smiling. You know, He's Mr. But, T and you know, Animal Lecter, Bob. Yeah, I, <laughs> no. I, so so I'm just going with the sadistic line here uh, of thinking. So here's a, uh, golf, a certain golf channel commentator who I won't name used the line that I'm sure has been used many times about Friday's round. He said, the foot gave him the finger today. And, of course, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But I got I got a line for Saturday. The foot's going to give him the boot on Saturday because mm. it's going to blow twenty. It's gusting into twenty five, ladies and gentlemen. You better just hold on. 
Mm. Wow, I'm saying. So, so do you think? Do you Woo. think those uh, those six guys that are under par right now are still going to be under par after Saturday? Uh, well, okay. So here's the scoop: if it doesn't rain and it does gust, if it blows 14 and gusts to 25, I'm going to predict that possibly two guys are under par. That's my prediction for the fight. Pain. All right, Caddy, so I'm going to throw something out, and I, and I haven't even thrown this out to Bob, but it's something that I couldn't help but think of when I watched Patrick Reed play. I think, and, and, and from a demeanor standpoint on the golf course, okay, I'm specifically talking about how he swings the club and how he is a wizard around the greens and how he's been making some amazing putts, only 50 putts through 36 holes, which is just ridiculous on this golf course. I think Patrick Reed reminds me of a young Billy Casper out there. His he's got a little he's got some kind of almost quirky little finishes in his swing, where he kind of puts he kicks his foot up quick, or even even his putting stroke is a little poppy. Uh, and and I'm gonna say I think that Patrick Reed has got a little Billy Casper in him on the golf course. Well, I think. I think what Patrick Reed has is a little, that might be a little bit like Billy Casper. Not that I really knew this for sure, but I think um, they got a little cold-hearted assassin in them is what they had. You hit it you on know. the head. That's about right. There you go. You know I, you know who told me a great line one time was, was Billy Harmon. We are talking mm-hmm. about Jay Hogg. Because Billy used to caddy for Jay quite a bit when I first came out on, on the tour. And he said, uh, I said, tell me about Jay Hogg, Billy. And he goes, He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> and they're, you know, well, Patrick Reed doesn't have sheep's clothing. It's wolf's clothing. But straight up wolf. Know, look, um, there's, there's not many guys who reach the top of competitive sports without having a little killer instinct in them. Yep. It just, you know, you got it. You got to have some of that. But what Patrick Reed has is he and VJ share it like no one I've ever seen. Um, they're just better when everybody's against them. Um, that just, you know, some guys have a tough time with that. They're like, they feed off that stuff. And not that that's mm-hmm. going on at all at the U S open, but they're, those guys are fighters. They're fighters. They're fighters. That's what they are. And, uh, you- it's pretty good. It's pretty good to be a fighter at the U S open. I mean, Tom Watson was a big time fighter. Yeah. Big time. And, uh, yeah, so I mean Tiger Woods. I mean, come on, the guy's the that, that guy's a he's cold blooded man. <laughs> so, you know, so like, like um, Michael Jordan. Do you think? Do you think Bryson DeChambeau has a little bit of that in him? Oh man, are you kidding me? Bryson will Bryson will run over you and then back up, back up over your back, back up over you while he's apologizing for running over you. <laughs> so. <laughs> these are some, I mean, look, they're the guys are, you know, they're, these are some tough guys out there. You know, Jordan Spieth, you don't think he's crazy competitive? I mean, DJ, yeah. you know, DJ may look like he's kind of calm, but he's probably, he's probably smiling when he tears your head off. You know, there's, I don't know. It's, maybe I'm getting a little extreme here, but, but, um, you know, this is a sport that requires some mental toughness. 
It really does, especially in these situations. And those guys have it. That's why they're that's why they're there. Besides other skills, that's why they're there. Hmm. Interesting. What do you think, Bob? I mean, do you when when I throw that out there, I, and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but watching him on the driving range afterwards, no, and the way he kind of yep. kicks his foot up, and some of those things, you know, yep. some of the videos I've seen of your dad, he's just kind of got a little bit, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of those mannerisms, and he just, you know, he he almost in some regards doesn't look like he's, you know, maybe has the same tools that some of the other guys have out there, but it you just see the shots he pulls off and the putts that he makes. And you're just like, wow, how did he do that? Uh, you know, I, I, what I see in Patrick Reed uh, in comparison with my, my dad is they're very comfortable with their games. Mm. Um, they were guys that play, hit the ball right to left um, guys that, um, that were good putters um, guys that had good short games. And those are the kind of guys that are, that can win on wing foot. I mean, Patrick Reed, um, He's what I think he's only hit ten of mm-hmm. twenty eight fairways, uh, yet he's at four under par, and and he's he's averaging twenty five putts around. So, um, but but they work the ball the same, um, those types of things. And the other thing is, is I don't think Patrick Reed cares an iota what other people think of him when he's playing. Um, and and my dad was the same way. My dad my dad got um, almost into a self hypnosis state when he was in contention and and under the gun and really didn't care what happened around him with anybody else. He was just focused on what he was doing and getting the job done. I think that's really good uh, analysis for sure. Hey, Caddy, you okay to hang on? Uh, we got to take a short break. We'll come back. We'll continue with the Caddy and our conversation around the 120th U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Uh, it is going to be one fun weekend, especially if you share the mindset of the Caddy. We'll talk more with him next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. 
Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, continuing our conversation with America's favorite caddy. And so we talked a little bit about Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, and where this leaderboard stands. Um, Caddy, uh, when you look at the leaderboard, obviously those two guys are under par. Uh, There are six players under par through 36 holes. How far back is too far back? And who do you like in a chaser's role? Chaser's role is kind of tough because, What's going to happen this weekend if the weather forecast maintains is nobody's going to chase anybody. It's just going to be who's hanging on less mm. or more than the other guys. That's how right. I see it. Um, so obviously you look at the guys in the red and they're all kind of, you'd normally say they're in control of their own destiny, right? I mean, Patrick Reed probably shoots a pair of 72s. He probably wins. That's, seem like a great task when you just essentially shot a pair of 68s or you know, the equivalent of, but yeah, it should play. It should play so difficult on the weekend that that's heck of a score. All of a sudden um, it may be better than the score. He shot the first 36 holes, believe it or not, as crazy as that sounds. So um, yeah, who, who's, who's going to just kind of hang in there, hang in there. Well, I think I think a lot of people might point to Xander Shoffley as being one of those guys. Um, I'll raise my hand. Yeah, uh, Brendan Todd's kind of interesting, but he struggled being in contention this year. Uh, he's played really, really well, and he didn't struggle a couple times last year when he won. Um, so I think I, you know, Justin Thomas, what a what an awesome mm-hmm. player! You you would expect to see him there. You didn't expect to see Rory McIlroy shooting six over on Friday. That was a shocker. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's a, a great player, but 
yeah, he's not having, by his standards, a, a prime year. Look at Dustin Johnson down there. Dustin Johnson at plus three, right? Plus yep. three could win the tournament. Well, there's, and he's, he's no on a difficult day. On yesterday's difficult day, he shot even par. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Patrick Reed, the way he's playing, uh, sure, I mean, you've got it, you, you have those qualities to play well at Wingfoot, but do you see 50 putts? What's he had? How many putts? 50 putts the first two days? 50 yeah. putts in the first two days. Do you see 50 putts on the next two days? No. Uh, no he'd there. run away no. with it if he did. Oh, I mean, it's crazy, right? You you don't expect – now you'd say, okay, maybe he starts uh, you know, hitting it a little better or whatever, but there, you're, I don't think anybody could expect realistically to see four days of scoring like that. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, it's going to be easy for someone to shoot 78 tomorrow, no matter how well they're playing and no yeah. matter where they are. It, it's not going to be hard to shoot a 76 or 78 tomorrow. And if it happens to be the couple guys at the top of the leaderboard, then there's all of a sudden, wow, are there a lot of guys who could kind of just hang in there like Dustin at plus three and end up winning the tournament. What about Tony at plus two? Yep. Right? Well, I look at that too, Caddy. I mean, when you start looking at chasers, how about how, guys that have made birdies? Because you're going to have to make birdies because you'll make bogeys out there. I mean, there's no question. You've got to offset as many as you can with some birdies. So when you look at down the list of chasers, you've got Dustin Johnson, who has eight birdies. Tony Finau has eight birdies. And mm-hmm. um, Matthew Wolf has eight birdies. And Jason Kokrak has eight birdies. So those are eight birdie guys that are that are sort of in within striking distance. And then, of course, Patrick Reed, um, Cabrera, Cabrera Bayo, and Justin Thomas each have nine birdies to, to lead the way so far at the halfway point of the U.S. Open. So I go back to that, and I'll tell you the one who stands out is Tony. I, I mean, Tony is, not only does he have the eight birdies, but he's tied for 15th in greens and regulation. Mm, yeah. You know, I don't so know. yeah, yeah. Um, I know that my player won the players on an extremely difficult day, thirty-six hole day, gusted to thirty plus, and what he did was hit it exceptionally well. He hit it so good all day that day. I remember the second shot. I think it was maybe the second shot he played was a six iron dead into the wind. And it never moved, and it went a foot from the hole. And I was like, that's a one. I mean, you see that shot like a couple times a year that good. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. And he hit it so good the whole day. In fact, he hit it so well, we were talking about it a year or two later, and I said, he was talking about a heart it was blowing. And I said, it wasn't gusting the 30. And he got mad at me. He goes, it wasn't gusting the 30. The heck, it wasn't gusting the 30. And I I said, well, you hit it so good, it didn't seem like it was blowing that hard. (laughs) So. Uh, yeah, if you're really on your ball striking, um, here's an interesting thing. So let's let's look at Bryson. Um, he's he kind of lost his accuracy a little bit with the with the Kraken. Uh, around he didn't really have it at even though he played well. He, I guess he lost it a little bit at Travelers. Then he won. De, then he won Detroit, mm-hmm. and then he kind of went away. Kind of you know he's been kind of MIA since then, and. I watched him today. I didn't really get to, I, or, or, you know, Friday's round I watched. I watched both days. But I didn't get to really watch that closely. But it seemed like um, on the second day, he hit half the fairways. But he, the, I know he didn't miss a, 
he missed a couple of them by just a little bit. So he maybe he has that thing kind of grooving to where it's pretty straight. And he's so far, he's kind of disproving. Most people thought that this bomb it out there and gouge it out from the rough all the time just wasn't going to work at Wingfoot. Well, working pretty good so far. Well, and he's um, backed it off a little bit too because um, he was averaging 322 uh, mm-hmm. off the tee. And yeah. um, as far as he, – no, he's not even close to being number one as far as um, how far he's hitting it. So um, I, I, think, yeah, he's, they I measured, think he's dialed it back a little bit too. Maybe. I mean, I like I said, I, I haven't watched – I know he, he hit the big bomber on one to start the tournament on yep. Thursday. That was, that was the full board swing. Plus. Yeah. And he did it on number two, and he did it on number eight. Um, that first day. So I don't really know how much he's done of it. Yeah. But, um, well, he did it on nine. Yeah. Friday. Well. <laughs> I mean, driver pitching yeah. wedge to the par five driver pitching wedge. Yeah. And made Eagle. Yep. I mean, yep. 180 yard pitching wedge. <laughs> yeah. I talked to Charles health caddy and Charles hit an eight iron from one ninety eight and made Eagle from like 10 feet. So downwind, it's all downwind. Oh yeah. Well, he said, here's the interesting thing though. He said, he said the fairways are rolling like a 10 on the stem. He said the ball just goes and goes and goes Mm. and goes and goes and rolls. So anyway, it's going to be, look, this is, I just, I love this U S open weekend that's coming up. I'm going to be a little bit bummed if we don't get this gusty wind on Saturday, you don't get, you don't get a lot of inland uh, parkland U S opens with, a 25 mile an hour wind that just doesn't tend to happen in June. It happens in June at Shinnecock or Pebble maybe, but it doesn't happen at Oakmont in June and it doesn't happen at Wingfoot in June, but boy, it's, it's, it's going to do it now. So that's kind of cool. That's so that's unusual in your, in your mind. This is, this is the way a U.S. open should play the U.S. USGA kind of lost their identity over the last three or four years with, uh, with, kind of tamer, gentler U.S. Open championships and setups and that kind of thing. But this is this is like quintessential to you as far as a setup for a U.S. Open. Well, it's what i am spent so many of my growing up years watching. So I just got used to this is what the U.S. Open is all about. And look, I'm, I'm going to be in the big-time minority because – as you know, I, I was lucky enough to caddy in the second to last group at Shinnecock in 04 when that was when the greens were just incredibly hard. And mm-hmm. that, that was, if you're going to complain about a U.S. Open, that would be one of the ones to complain about. And I got to tell you what, I know this is going to sound nuts and everybody's going to just put me into the room with the, with, with the white jackets, but I thought it was fine. Mm. I, I, I kind of, I enjoyed it. And I remember walking around there. It was extremely difficult, but you could figure out a way to piece it together, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, and there were parts of it that were, look, you, you almost couldn't hit the green on seven. Of course that's unfair, but there's still a way to play that hole and make a three or a four and go to the next hole. So you can say, oh, that's no good and that's crazy and that's unfair and all that, but I kind of like that. Um, as long as you're not putting the ball up to the hole and it's rolling back to your feet every time until you make it, then that's clown nose golf. But 
I just I love a very 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 brutally difficult U.S. Open. To me, it's not the U.S. If people like I used to say, if you're not complaining, you're not caddy, right? <laughs> well, if you're if you're not if you don't hear guys whining and groaning about how unfair and how bad this is and crazy it is, to me it's it's not it's not the U.S. Open. So I'm just a sadist. I'll I'll admit it. I'm a sadist. But Wingfoot, the great thing about Wingfoot is it's just so pure. It's like you can't complain about it. It's just it's just that good. It just doesn't you can't seem complain right. Complain about it, and it's it's that hard, and you can't complain about it because yeah. it's just really good. It's really you good. expect it. I mean, you expect it with that golf course, no doubt. Well, you know, Augusta. So take Augusta, right? Augusta has a lot of. If you go to Lynx Golf for the first time, you'll think some of it's just absurd, but it's been around for a hundred million years, so. That's how it is, and everybody expects it. And Augusta has a little bit of that to it. It's it's mm-hmm. Augusta's pretty. You've heard, you've heard guys say, if Augusta was another tournament, another course, people wouldn't even show up to play because it's so unfair, or this or that. But at the Masters, you see, see, here's what it is. Um, you know what to expect, and you know what's going to happen before it happens. You've seen it a million times. So, is it unfair? That's a matter of opinion most of the time. Um, most of the time, unfair is a matter of opinion and not a matter of fact. Because unfair is a matter of fact when people can't finish a hole. Really. If you can finish a hole without having to make a 20-foot putt that rolls back to your feet every time, guess what? I mean, you can piece it together. I know this sounds crazy. I'm on the, I'm on the far end of the spectrum here. I'm sorry. But I just... I, I, the major champions, you got four different major championships with four different personalities. And the U.S. Open personality, to me, is extracting pain. And who can tolerate it the best? <laughs> it's going back to the pain. All right, uh, before we let you go, Caddy, uh, let's talk about these players. We've, we've gone through some stats. We've gone through their play. Which one of these players is ready to step up in the spotlight, face the gauntlet, and become a U.S. Open champion or another major champion because that that's really what it comes down to there's guys that i mean look we can go out and say uh, rafa cabrera bayo by the way uh you know he's sitting just two shots back and he's tied for fourth in fairways hit he's tied for second in putts he's only had 55 putts through two rounds he's tied for first mm-hmm. in birdies so you'd say yeah rafa cabrera bayo's got it all going on is rafa cabrera bayo ready to step up and win a major championship well, he's not going to be at the top of my list on that. I think DeChambeau's at the top of the list of those guys who haven't won one. Patrick he's only had one, one. He's so. only had one top ten in a major championship, in, in a, and that was yeah, in the that's PGA. A little, that's a little bit of a shocker, but I think I know I know Bryson fairly well, and and he has one pretty cool characteristic, and I think you'd say Patrick Reed has this. Um, in abundance as well. I don't think anything those guys achieve, I don't think they'll look back and go, wow, I, I, I'm kind of surprised I achieved that. I think it, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't, I think if Patrick yep. Reed won the grand plan, he'd literally say to himself, yeah, I, I should have done that in my career. That's, that's, yep. yeah, okay. And if, whereas most guys would go, wow, I freaking won a major. I mean, I never yeah. thought I was going to do this. And, and, you know, it's like Baba said one time. I never got this far in my dream. Mm, yeah. What a great line, right? Yeah. What a great line. Yeah. But but most, I think most people, I mean, I'm telling you, I believe that deep down, 
Bryson DeChambeau deep down. And probably, I don't know Patrick Reed as well as I know Bryson. But I think both those guys, I'm going to bet you, and, and I'm pretty sure this is the case with Bryson, that if Bryson won the Masters as an amateur, I don't think it would have been like that far-fetched for him to think that was going to happen. I just think they, they, I just think they have unbelievable belief in their, in their abilities and what they might do. And Tiger, I mean, come on. He had, how could you not think like that when you're Tiger, right? Um, yep. Nobody has that like him, and especially when you start proving it to yourself. But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what happens in golf, though. It's, this is what confidence is, and this is what momentum is, right? You, you have a belief in yourself, and then you start supporting that belief with success, and it snowballs into becoming Tiger Woods. You know, you win 600 tournaments as a junior. Well, yeah, you kind of know how to win, don't you? Mm. And that feeds that, you know, Nicholas was the same way. One of the best things I ever read by a sports writer was uh, the famous Washington Post sports writer who, whose name I mess up. It's, it's Thomas Boz. I think it's Thomas Boz, Bosley or Boswell. I always forget his name, but he was a great writer. And he wrote an article uh, the week of Tiger's first Masters as a pro. Masters as a pro. And he talked about, the next Nicholas, such as Mickelson, Hal Sutton, Scott Verplank, all these guys were the next Nicholas, the next Nicholas. And he said, Tiger Woods needs to win a major immediately because you don't want any, any, there's been no negativity, negativity in his career to this point. And if he wins a couple majors right off the bat, it's off to the races. And that, what did Jack do? He won the U S open as a rookie pro. Yeah. Right. And so Jack did the same thing. It just, it's, 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 Someone once said, Jack just Jack never had a negative experience in golf until he was older. And it was kind of the same thing with Tiger, right? And so, yeah, just, uh, you know, some people just don't have scars. Um, Bryson doesn't have a whole lot of scars. And Patrick Reed might, I mean, if he does have any scars, he might not even pay attention to them. So it's just, they're, they're neat mentalities. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going crazy tonight on this uh you know these mentally strong people um but i tell you what if you're if you're caddying for someone you want you want to be caddying for that guy who's mentally strong that's for sure that's fun because you got the you know you got the guy who's running in when the bullets are flying and doesn't even think about it that you know and and not everybody's like that yeah we we've seen that you know some guys have that and some guys don't and um so I'm looking at the leaderboard, those two guys, and I'm saying, yeah, I, it's not going to, it's not going to totally surprise me because of how difficult the course is going to play if they shot relatively high scores for two days. But you got two guys on the top of the board there who aren't going to go away because they're scared. <laughs> That's for sure. And I keep um, looking at Xander Shoffley there. He loves coming flying up from the rearview mirror and, uh, He's sitting right there at even par. I think he's in pretty prime position. And I would challenge uh, the Bryson yep. DeChambeau comment on best player uh, ready to win a major championship. Uh, I, I think Xander's right up there as well. Caddy, we're out of time, but great insights. Uh, really appreciate you spending some time and, and breaking it down and sharing your thoughts. Enjoy the hard weekend, the sadist weekend at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, huh? Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, look at that. He goes all nice after being all sadist <laughs> and pain. He gives us a very cordial thank you, gentlemen. There you yep. go. That was America's favorite caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. More of the show and our U.S. Open coverage continues next right here on Real Golf Radio. 
born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. Our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new ChromeSoft 2020. This ball changes everything. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Callaway. Introducing their new Mac Daddy CB Wedges. Plays easy, bites hard. Take the guesswork out of your short game with enhanced forgiveness, control, and tons of spin for more consistency. You can order online, pre-order right now at CallawayGolf.com. They will start shipping on the 24th. So that's coming up next week. Get your order in today. The new Callaway Mac Daddy CB wedges at callawaygolf.com all right bob um speaking of callaway i think you look Mm -hmm. at phil mickelson you know uh he certainly is the number one ambassador for callaway and has been for uh his entire career 
Phil, Phil was a story coming in, you know, uh, it was so close, you know, the one shot lead on the 72nd hole and ends up making double bogey. I'm such an idiot. He said afterwards, uh, just, uh, dumbfounded and couldn't believe what had just happened to him. His first return. And while you looked at his game and said, Kyle, you know, it's really not in form. Uh, he certainly is not the same player 14 years later. You just sort of hope maybe there'd be a little spark of magic, maybe yeah. something that where you'd say, God, look at this, man. Could he? Might he? What if? And unfortunately, boy, he shut the door on that after those two opening birdies real quick. Yeah, his first round, he shoots 79, uh, nine over par with birdies on the first two holes, like you said. But, you know, he, he righted the ship a little bit um, and uh, shot 74 in the second round, but uh, enough was enough, and and thirteen over par uh, sent him down the road. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, really, kind of a sad story. Uh, of course, uh, you can't talk about greatest players without talking about Tiger Woods. Yeah, were you surprised? Uh, you know, this is remember we talk about this back in two thousand and six, the first major that he missed a cut as a professional. And, uh, you know, he comes back to that scene. You wondered if there'd be some redemption. Hasn't played a lot of golf, but yeah. just seems like it wasn't there. I, I mean, in, in flashes, he, he he looked good, but just not consistently enough. So it was 2006 when they played here the last time. Right. Tiger Woods shot 12 over par before going to the British Open a few weeks later and just kind of laying waste to the field. He only clipped that score by two shots uh, this year at uh at Wingfoot. So yeah, I was I was a little disappointed. He shot three over par. He ended he ended very poorly in in the first round um with was it with uh, a bogey and a double bogey. And then I think that kind of kind of went into shooting that seven over par in the second round. Mm, I think you're right. Tommy Fleetwood, 74-74, missed the cut. He's someone who you might, you know, has had some success as a ball striker in U.S. Opens. Gary Woodland, the defending champ, got to hang on to that trophy for a few extra months with the delay and the playing of the 2020 U.S. Open. But alas, he's uh, down the road and unfortunately not playing the weekend. Amateur Preston Summerhays at nine over par. Boy, he sure shot a valiant 72 in that opening round round that was pretty darn impressive beat a lot of players and at the end of the day he beat tiger woods uh by a shot through two rounds and he's just 17 almost maybe 18 now years old i mean just a fine young talent hats off uh to preston summerhays his dad boyd summerhays on the bag and you know of course boyd teaches um Tony Fino. Uh, Tony Fino, too, as well. Yeah, Jimmy Walker missing the cut. Danny Willett missing the cut. A couple of major champions. Justin Rose, uh, a little bit of a surprise there as well. 73-77 equal yeah, to Tiger Woods. He's been out of sorts since we came back from COVID and really hasn't uh, played it too well. Uh, the other one that you kind of passed over was Colin Morikawa, mm, yes, uh, the you. PGA champion. Shoot 76 in the first round and comes back with 71 in the second round, but still 7 over par and misses the cut by a single shot yeah it's unfortunate let's go down all the way nearly to the bottom of the leaderboard and there's the 2015 u.s open champ jordan spieth he opened with 73 today uh, second round it was an 81 and yeah you know it just yeah again there were some flashes but there were some brief flashes i mean just look at the way jordan opened up you know his tournament with uh you know, struggling uh with a three putt he just stripes it down the fairway on one Three putts for a bogey, loses a, his tee shot, his tee ball off the second, and yep. then gets a nice par save, and then he reels off three straight birdies, and you think, hey, 
you know, maybe. And then it just was again, more roller coaster. And, and, uh, today just didn't seem like anything was there. Yeah. I th- I think when, you know, as far as Jordan Spieth is concerned, you know, he made the comment that he feels lost right now mm. that he, he has, it's, it's gotta be when you're playing at that level, it's gotta be crazy not to know which way the ball's going, uh, whether it's right or left, a, a two way miss, um, and you're not making putts like you used to. Um, I, I'm a Jordan Spieth fan. Yeah, me and too. Uh, the thing I liked about what he said is, yes, I'm lost, but I, I will not give up. And um, I like that in him. He needs to he needs to find out how to have fun again playing the game of golf, uh, kind of like when he was a kid, when he was 16 years old and he played in his first PGA Tour event at the Byron Nelson and finished top 20. And then how he burst onto the scene uh, in what fourteen two thousand fourteen mm-hmm. or two thousand thirteen uh, before he had his his phenomenal year in two thousand fifty burst on the scene gets his first PGA Tour win at the John Deere and then um, it was like off to the races for a long time. So I wonder if he's going to make any changes, Bob. I don't know if you'd recommend that. I mean, he's been with Cameron McCormick for a long time. He's obviously had his uh, caddy with him for a long time, Michael Greller. And, you know, that's been the team. They have uh, – that. in fact, they're as much a part of Jordan as as Jordan is as a golfer. And I think, you know, that's not always the case with with players. But those three – go hand in hand. Do you think right. there'll be a change made? I mean, do you sometimes get to the point where, you know, we talked about this with Tony Fino when he had to let his caddy go after what, five years. Sometimes you just have to make a change. Sometimes just well, for change sake, you need to mix it up a little bit. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the, the caddy that he needs to make the change with. I think, I think possibly with Cameron McCormick, um, his swing coach, um, he's had him for a long time. Um, they've Since been doing kid, some things yeah. where he's gotten lost um, and it's not because of the caddy. It's because of things that he's trying uh, with his golf game and swing and that kind of thing to to get uh, longer advantage with uh, being able to draw the ball and hit it off the tee and get some more distance. And he's chasing the distance, and it's got him way out of sorts. Mm, that's, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough tale there. Uh, let's talk about some of the other players, Bob. Uh, Rory McIlroy off to a good start, shoots the 67, came back in 76 in the second round. Yep. And, uh, you know, but he sits at three over par. Uh, he's tied for 22nd. As I mentioned, a lot of players are, are there. Uh, what's your take on Rory? This is his first major post, uh, you know, as a dad. And uh, normally this would be a Father's Day weekend with the U.S. Open. It's not because of the delay. But uh, what, what's your, what do you make of uh, Rory McIlroy and, and his chances being, I guess, as it stands at the halfway point, seven shots back? Although I have to think. Boy, he shoots a, a pair of even par rounds and it sits at plus three for the championship at the end of Sunday. He's probably in a pretty good spot. Well, he's there with Dustin Johnson. Um, and the interesting thing is Lee Westwood and Rory McIlroy both shot 67 and came back with 76. So, um, But I think, I think Rory has the ability to turn it around to, uh, to, to shoot a couple even par rounds uh, and get himself right back up in the, the top 10, top five. Um, with the conditions, I think you're just going to continue. We're going to continue to see uh, a lot more of what happened uh, on Friday um, play out today. All right. Well, uh, we'll continue talking about this next as we wrap things up. Uh, we'll give you our final thoughts, final predictions going into the weekend and something that's really hard to predict. Kind of like the weather and the scores there at Wingfoot. More of the show coming up next.
Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway Golf and by Black Desert Resort, the all-new resort in St. George, including a brand-new Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. Go to blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. All right, Bob, as we head into uh, this final minute here of the show, Weekend at Winged Foot. Uh, I, th- I think we can expect a whole lot of holding on and some heartbreak yep. and some collapses, and someone's going to emerge victorious. Who do you like? 
Wow. I, you know, I still, I'm still holding tight with Justin Thomas. He's the guy I picked at the beginning of the week and he came out and shot 65 in the first round and, and held it together, went all the way to five over par and then made two birdies coming in on, on the front nine to get him to uh, back to two under par. He shot 73 in the second round. And then as we've talked, um, Xander Shoffley, um, I think is a guy that uh, um, he's had three top sixes in the U.S. Opens that he's played. Um, he, he's a guy that likes playing under this type of competition. He said he played his butt off uh, in the first round and uh, got a taste of the U.S. Open in the second round. Well, and, let's, you know, look, he loves coming from behind, too. So watch for Xander as he uh, climbs the leaderboard with two rounds to play. I would be worried uh, if I had Xander Schauffele in my rearview mirror, I mean that guy's he's he's loves where he's at. But I, you know, I got to be honest with you, he's not my favorite player. But I think Patrick Reed is in good form right now. I do too, and he doesn't have the New York fans to heckle him. So I think Patrick yeah. Reed's going to be tough to beat this weekend. All right, that'll do it uh, for us. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Enjoy the weekend at the 120th U.S. Open. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf live from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.